Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you for being here today to worship the Lord with us and thank you for committing to this church to serve the Lord together. The Lord Jesus said that I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Do you know that the only institution in this world that will last for eternity that is worth your life and your time to invest in is the institution of the kingdom or the church. Anything else, one day Boeing will not be needed here because we don't need the airplane that day. One day Microsoft will not be around here. When Jesus comes back to establish his kingdom, the only thing that will last for eternity with him is the church because we don't need to cook, we don't need to eat, we don't need to do business anymore at that time when God comes back to establish. And when we go to heaven, we're going to worship the Lord for eternity. Amen? So that's why all this year for 30 years now, I and my wife and many brothers and sisters in this church have devoted their life to the local church. And thank God that He is so gracious to us. All these years, we have none of our children backslide and go into the things of the world. The reason because our children see the hard commitment of the parents and when they see that, they know that God is so important and they stick to God. They don't walk away. One thing that can cause our children to backslide is we call hypocrisy. You come to church, you act one way, but you go home, you act another way. And our children are not dumb. They know that we are hypocrites. We say we love God, but in our reaction, we don't love God. And one day they will say, what is all about this? The church is true. I don't want to go back to church when I grow up, when I leave my house. I'm leaving because I have other things to do. But when the children see the commitment of the parents, see the heart devotion to God, they will know that God is so real and they will begin to experience the grace of God. I would like to encourage all of you, don't be just pew warmer. Don't be just chair warmer, but be committed to build something that will last for eternity. And the Lord Jesus said in the Bible, I love my church. Do you know that Jesus died, shed the blood, paid a price for the church? Even he called the church the bride of Christ. He loved the church so much that he called the church the bride, a woman that he's going to marry to. And when you treat the bride of Jesus very well, he's going to treat you very well. But if you abuse his bride, if you take the bride for granted or do something wrong to the bride, you're not going to get the grace of God. You're not going to be blessed by God that much because you hurt his feeling. You really cause him to be grieved that you touch the church and you torture or you abuse the church of God. That's why all these years, I and my wife 
really honor the church and treat the church very well. Unfortunately, many Christians in the world don't understand this truth. And they treat the church just like a football game. When they are free, they come. When they're not free, they watch TV at home. And they don't care about the church because they don't know that the church in the heart of God is so important. You know, something that, that is important to you and somebody treat that very well, you will give special favor to that person. Is that right? If you treat my wife well, I tell you, I'm going to give you special favor because I love my wife. I want people to treat my wife very well. You don't need to treat me well. You can treat my wife very well. It's enough. Amen? So we should have the attitude of loving the church. Today, I would like to talk more about the grace of God. The topic of this series of sermon called Great Grace. And this phrase came from the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 33. Acts chapter 4 verse 33 describe the condition of the early church. And we are still in the era of the church. What belongs to the early church, we can have it as well. Acts 4.33, And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Something good was upon the believers in the early church. It was not just a little thing, but it's a big thing. The Bible called mega grace, big grace, great grace, was not only on the apostle, not only on the pastor or old believers, but it was on even new believers who just got saved yesterday. Great grace was upon them all. And we can expect this thing happen in our church today. As we learn the word, we receive the word and build faith, we can receive. It's interesting. The early church was started by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The early church was not started by a committee that tried to sit down and use human idea what to do with the church. They gathered together in the upper room and then the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came upon the believers, 120 people in the upper room. The presence of God, the glory of the fire of God came down, soaked them, filled them, touched them. They started with the presence of God. I'm going to read the book of Exodus again today to show you that the grace and the favor of God is the same thing as the tangible presence of God. So today, in our church, New Hope International, every church that we planted all over the world started by the upper room experience. When I go to a city, I will start to move in the fire, get the Holy Spirit, touch people. And after that, they receive the grace of God and they started the church and the church started to grow very quickly like in the book of Acts, in the early church. The presence of God came upon all the believers. They started with the glorious experience of the tangible presence of God. Yesterday, one of our brothers talked to me that if every Christian can encounter God themselves, their life will never be the same. If you can meet God yourself, come into the presence of God and know that God is so real, you will never be the same. And then you begin to experience the grace of God. 
And that's why the early church, they have so many miracles, signs and wonders. At one time, at the gate called Beautiful, a lame man was raised from the ground and walked again by the power of God. And then the religious leaders were not happy. They persecuted the church. They arrested the apostles, put them in jail, beat them up, and threatened them not to preach the gospel and the name of Jesus any longer. But the apostles were not afraid. They went back to the church. They prayed together and asked God to give them even more boldness to preach the name of Jesus and to stretch out His mighty hand to perform signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. And the Lord was very happy with their prayer request. The Lord was happy with their commitment to build the church and to fulfill the great commission. The building was shaken by the power of the Holy Spirit to prove that God in heaven was very happy. So because they really seek the presence of God, because they want to please God and fulfill the great commission that the Lord Jesus gave them when he ascended to heaven, great grace was upon them all. What is the grace of God? The Bible used the terminology, the word grace and favor. The word favor and grace come from the same root language of Hebrew and Greek. So every time you read the Bible, the word grace, the word favor, they are the same thing. The favor of God, the grace of God. For example, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 12. The king's wrath is like the rolling of a lion, but his favor or his grace is like dew on the grass. The Bible talks about the favor of a king. But who is the king of all kings? The Lord Jesus Christ. Our God is the king of all kings. And he can give favor to you. And the Bible compares God's grace or God's favor as dew. Many of you may not be strong in English. The word dew means the water that's on the grass in the early morning. When you woke up, you went out to your lawn and you can touch the glass and the water is on the grass because the temperature came down at night time. Dew can be so light that you barely discern it or touch it. But the dew can be so heavy to the point that it's like a dripping rain. So the Bible says that the grace and the favor of God can be very little, light, like dew. Or it can be heavy, that soak the whole lawn with water. It's like a dripping rain. How many people want a very heavy dew or heavy rain? I want a heavy rain. Amen? Like Seattle. Seattle have rain all the time. Thank God for the rain in Seattle. The Bible even talks about the former rain and the latter rain. Actually, the former rain and latter rain is about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now the dew and the water and the rain is about the presence of God that pour upon the believers and come with the favor and the grace upon the church. We need more the presence of God. We need more rain and heavy dew. James chapter 4 verse 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore he say, God resists the proud but give grace to the humble. It's very important that we are humble. God gives grace to the humble. Those who say, God, 
even though I know how to perform a brain operation, but you still help me. I still need you to help me. I humble myself to depend on you in every situation. I just experienced the grace of God on Friday night. The grace of God is so good. He worked in the heart of people to help you. On Friday evening, I have to do we call placement of a lumbar drain, which means that you have to put a big needle into the back of a patient, and then put a catheter inside to drain the fluid from the brain. And I have to admit to you, I was a little bit nervous. The reason I was nervous because I haven't done this lumbar puncture for a long time as a neurosurgeon. When I was a medical student, I did a lot in Thailand. But I haven't done for a long time. But the anesthesiologists do this all the time, epidural block. Before I went to the hospital, I prayed, God, I need your grace. Because this big needle, if you puncture and you don't get the fluid or make mistake, it can cut the nerve, it can make a mess in the people's back. So you want to have it one time, boom, get the fluid out. And God grace is upon me. When I walk in, the anesthesiologist just show his favor to me. He set up the table. Normally, the anesthesiologist would not do that, okay? They just stand in the head of the table and just leave the surgeon alone. This guy came and put the table, set up everything, and showed me how to do it because he did hundreds of this a year. And boom, one time, I got the fluid. And I thank God that God give favor to me, favor with God and favor with man. The man helped me to get the job done. And I even humbly say to my patient, thank God that God sent this anesthesiologist to help me. And my patient just smile and laugh because he know that I speak it in a humble way, that even though I'm a neurosurgeon, I still need help from anesthesiologist. God is so great when you humble yourself. Amen? And God can give you more grace every day when you walk in humility. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. Can we increase in wisdom? Can we increase in grace? With God, with, in favor with God and with men, yes, if Jesus can increase, we can increase as well. As years go by, we can have more wisdom. We can have more favor from God. Not only with God, but with people around us, with our boss, with our customer, with our co-workers, our spouse and kids, we can receive more favor, increase in the favor of God. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. I'm going to show you scripture to let you know that the grace of God and the favor of God can increase. And having come in, the angel said to her, which is Mary, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. You notice the connection between highly favored, great grace, and the presence of God. God is with you. Blessed are you when you have a lot of grace from God. You are blessed among women. God called Mary highly favored woman. How many people want to be called by God highly favored woman, highly favored man? Let's turn to each other and say, you will become highly favored man or woman. Amen. 
Hallelujah. The favor of God cannot be bought by money. The favor of God is the heavenly reality. It's not just a fantasy. It's not just imagination. It's real, and we all need to seek more grace from God. John chapter one verse sixteen. I will read from New King James Version first, and then I will read from Amplified Bible. And of His fullness, whose fullness? Jesus. Jesus had the fullness of truth and grace. We have all received. Receive what? Truth and grace. Grace for grace. Let me read from Amplified Bible. It's more clear. What does it mean? For out of His fullness, abundance, we have all received, all had a share, and we all supply with one grace after another. Spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, even favor upon favor, and gift heaped. Upon gift, so the Bible talk about layers of grace, layers of favor. God, you may have one level of grace already. You may have one level of favor in your life or blessing, but out of the fullness of Jesus Christ, through your relationship with Jesus, in faith, by faith, you can receive another layer of grace. You can receive another layer of favor. You can have more blessing. Keep being promoted. Keep receiving. You can operate this year at the higher level of grace than the year before. And will you know it when you receive more grace and favor? Yes, you can discern it. You can see it. That wow, this year, wow, more wonderful than last year. I receive more favor from people around me, and the blessing of God increase in my life. Everything I touch, wow. Successful things happen. God' grace increase in my life this year than last year. Hebrews chapter four verse sixteen. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Let's come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. We can approach the throne of grace through the blood of Jesus Christ by faith, and we can receive grace. What is the grace of God in Hebrews chapter four verse sixteen? The grace of God is divine help. Do you desire for more God's help in your life? Whatever you do, whatever you touch, do you need God's help? I need God's help in everything. I need God's help while I'm driving a car. You know, when I get into the car, I pray, God, I need Your grace. Do you know why I say that? Because I have seen so many lawsuit. There's somebody hit somebody, and somebody die, or somebody get into brain injury, back injury, and they sue each other. People have to go to court months and months and give testimony. And I don't want to get into any car accident. I don't want to hit anybody. I don't want to drive and hit somebody and broke the leg. Then I have to go to court and have headache. So I need the grace of God. I need God's help in my driving in Seattle and anywhere I go. I need divine help. When I begin to perform back surgery, I start to pray. God, I need your grace. I need your divine 
help. I approach the throne of grace right now to obtain your mercy and your grace in this situation for me. Please help me. Please give me wisdom. Please tell me what to do step by step so that I can see success in this surgery. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace toward me was not in vain. But I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. This scripture talks about two issues. Number one, you can be who God called you to be by the grace of God. A lot of people ask me, how can you, Dr. Lau, Pastor Lau, can be both a neurosurgeon and a pastor of a local church for 20-something years now? How can you do that? This morning, I got the email from California, a medical student. He said that just to lead worship every Sunday, I struggle a lot with my medical school right now. I really have a hard time studying in a medical school and try to lead worship every Sunday. I wrote back to him, you may need to talk to your pastor to cut down the amount of ministry because you don't want to flunk the test. That will not give glory to God. You need to be a good student. You may have to adjust a little bit. But at the same time, I tell him in the email, you know, not everyone can do like me because we have different levels of grace. For me, I can do it because the grace of God helped me to do these two jobs at the same time for 20-something years. The grace of God made you become what you need to be and do what you need to do. But at the same time, Paul said that because of the grace of God, he get more result, he get more work done. The things that used to be very difficult for you or seem impossible for you to do, with more grace, it will be just a piece of cake. It will be easy. The things that you were not able to do in the past, but with more grace, you can do it now. The things that you struggle with in your life, maybe some habit, addiction, some things wrong in your life, certain bad habit that you cannot overcome for years and years. With more grace, suddenly you overcome that bad habit. You don't have to fall into that problem any longer. You have victory once for all by the grace of God. Yes, we need to have faith to receive the grace. But the Bible says, by grace, through faith, we have salvation. Any problem in our life, we can overcome by grace, but we receive through faith. Faith and grace work together. We need to have both grace and faith as a Christian. We cannot look down on one or the other. We cannot ignore one or the other. But according to the Bible, grace comes before faith. Because of grace, you can be in the place where you hear the right message. And the right message from the Bible build your faith up. By the grace of God, the Holy Spirit helps you to really understand the message. And the message comes into your heart and you have faith to receive the promise and the grace and the inheritance of God. With more grace, you can receive any kind of healing. Amen? With more grace, you can receive any financial blessing. With more grace, you can 
overcome any temptation. With more grace in your life, you can receive any miracles. There are no miracles that are too big for you to receive if you have enough grace. Amen. Are you desiring for the grace of God? How many people desire for more grace? Amen. Amen. So we need to have more grace to handle everything in our life. Psalm. 119 verse 58 the bible say i entreated or i strongly desire i really plead you please give me your favor with my whole heart i strongly desire more favor from god i seek the favor from god with my whole heart this is the, the statement of humility god even though the King David is so powerful. He's the king of the country. He is a king. He said, I need, I desire more grace in my life. Can we say the same thing like King David? I desire, I seek, I want more grace. I want more favor in my life. Everyone say, Father, I seek and desire more favor, more grace. I need your grace, Lord. Everywhere. In every situation. In everything I will do. I need your favor, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Exodus chapter 33, verses 12 to 17. The grace of God is the same thing as the presence of God. Exodus 33, 12 to 17. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. God spoke to Moses, You found grace in my sight. And if you continue to read, you're going to see that Moses equates the grace to the presence of God. Now, therefore, I pray, if I found grace in your sight, show me your way. In other words, come with me. Don't send me alone. That I may know you, that I may found grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence. When Moses said, I find grace in your sight, is it real? You don't lie to me, is it right? I find grace in your sight. Then the answer of God, God did not say, yes, I give you grace. This is his answer. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except how can people know that we have the grace of God except you go with us. In other words, if we speak in the language today, how can people know that we have grace? Except your presence is with me everywhere I go. I need the tangible presence of God. That's why our church love the fire of God. We love the glory. We want the people to be touched by the fire. We want you to be filled with the presence of God. So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. I will also do this thing that you have spoken, 
for you have found grace in my sight, and I'll know you by name. So God say, okay, you caught that I find grace in your sight. Now I give you my presence. Everyone say, God's grace, God's grace. is the presence of God. There's nothing better than the presence of God. The real tangible presence of God can be with you. You can talk to God just like a friend talk to God face to face. His presence is with you everywhere. Amen? We love the presence of God. You can sense the tangible presence of God. And in the presence of God, there is everything that heaven has. In the presence of God, there is everything that God has. In the presence of God, there is life, there's healing, there's direction, there is strength, there's power, there is life, there is light, there is anything that you need. There is miracle in the presence of God. There is joy. There is peace in the presence of God. Amen. Psalm 16 verse 11. You will show me the path of life. How God showed the path of life to King David. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, mean next to each other, the, you walk with the presence, are pleasures forevermore. As a Christian, we need to love the presence of God. We should love to be touched and filled and soak in the presence of God. I want to let you know right now, it's about your heart, how, how strongly desire the presence of God. I minister a lot to the foreign land. Lately, we started a church in Switzerland. And it's amazing. I got the message from Switzerland all the time that people just turn on our teaching in internet, YouTube. And why they're listening to our YouTube? Because they don't have me there. They, they have no Dr. Lau there, Pastor Lau over there. So they turn on the YouTube and at the end of the teaching, they began to pray. Out of the voice of the YouTube, the, when the music was playing at the end of the sermon, I keep the end of the sermon when I lay hand on people. They begin to pray. And then the presence of God come down. They begin to get drunk and laugh and they get healed. And not only that, the presence of God touched the young daughter who got touched by God at the same time. And the daughter started to sing worship song in the house. This is not in the church service. This is in the house. And then the husband got touched by God too. So it's just the presence of God show up in the house because they're so hungry. They're so desperate for the grace of God. In America, we have so much. We have credit card. We have anything. Google. We can go to Google. We can find anything. So to think about the presence of God is kind of foreign and kind of, what? The presence of God? I don't need it. I need Google. I can just Google something. I don't need the wisdom from God. I need the Google. I need credit card. I need somebody to help me. How many times we are hungry for the presence of God? We are hungry for the grace of God in America. I pray that we will be changed to love the presence of God in this nation. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You may be in a situation that you have a hard time handling it. 
But when the presence of God come upon your mind, you see things clearly, and you can move through the situation victoriously. You may be in the situation that you feel like you run out of gas. You're so weak. You don't know what to do. You want to give up. But suddenly, the presence of God show up. The strength rise up on the inside of you. You are recharged. You refill. You refired, and suddenly you just knock the problem down and say hallelujah. Endless hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Forever hallelujah. Glory to God. You know it's not your own strength, but because of the presence of God show up in the situation. We need His manifest presence in every situation. If the manifest presence show up with enough grace, People around us will welcome us and help us to do what we need to do, because not because we come by ourselves, we come with the presence of God, and the presence of God go before us to prepare and to incline the hearts of people to like us and to want to support us. How many people want to live that way? Everywhere you go, people look at you, have mercy on you, kindness, and say, "I help you, I help you." Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to go everywhere like that. The presence of God go before me and prepare the heart of people to help me. Have you ever asked for the, the favor of God? And not only the favor from God, but the favor from people around you that you need to deal with and you need to relate to. You need the favor from man and favor from God. And if you ask, God can help you. The key is don't mess up your own favor. How do you mess up your own favor? You mess up your own favor by being bitter, unforgiving, rude, in doubt, and lack of humility. If you want to keep the favor, you need to walk in humility, walk by faith, and in love all the time. You stay in faith. You stay nice and sweet, no matter what other people do. You still nice. You still loving. You still kind. You still in faith. You trust God. When you trust God, you have faith. You walk in love. You don't put pressure on anybody to do anything for you. Manipulation is a sign of doubt because you use human manipulation. Cry tear. Use something to so people can give you money. You do certain thing to put pressure for people to help you. That is not faith. You will not get God's grace by manipulating people, by putting pressure on people or pulling on people. You need to walk by faith and trust that. For example, if you need my help and I decline to help you, it doesn't mean that God will not help you. If I'm supposed to help you, but I decline to help you. You think by the grace of God, He can work on another person to help you? Yes. You don't need to depend on me. You don't need to depend on any man, because if that person received the grace enough through you, then he can help you. People cannot help you without grace either. So this is the principle: don't put pressure on anybody, don't pull on anybody. Stay in faith. Stay sweet. Stay nice. Stay loving. Humble. Don't force people. So many marriages, so many relationships are in desolation 
and in isolation, because the husband and wife pull on each other. I need that. You need to do this for me, but the other side cannot do it because they don't have that. Then they feel pressure, and eventually isolation happen. Desolation happen in the relationship. Instead of doing that, you should look up to God and say, "God, it's you who can help me. The grace is divine help. You will help me to work on my husband." I'm not going to put pressure on him. You're going to deal with my husband. You're going to deal with my spouse, and then the grace will flow through the situation, and you're going to get help from God through human being. Amen? Amen. When you depend on the grace of God, the things around you will turn around, and things will get better by His favor, by His grace. We need His grace in every situation. Amen. Everyone say, "I'm going to stay in faith." I'm going to stay in love, humility. I will not get bitter. I will not get angry. I will not keep pulling on people. I will not put pressure on people. I will keep my eyes on God. I will go to the throne of grace. He is my help. I need His presence. His presence is His grace. He will help me. He will go before me, prepare the way for me. I'm gonna live in grace zone. I'm gonna live in the favor territory. Amen. Everyone say, "Great grace, more grace." More favor from the Lord. Hallelujah! Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity that we can learn about the grace of God. I believe, Lord, that you will continue to teach your children in this house and people all over the world through this message about the true grace of God, not false grace. The true grace, how we can receive the grace, how we can walk in the grace, like Paul say. Thank you, Lord, that the grace can increase to be the former reign and the latter reign. You can increase the glory in this church, in our life, Father. Lord, help us to be humble, to be hungry for the presence of God all the days of our life, Lord. We're gonna talk like Moses. We're gonna say, Lord, we cannot go without your presence. We thank you for your angel, but it's not enough. We need your presence. We need your glory to go with us everywhere, in every situation, Lord. We love you. We thank you for all the things that you have done for our life in the past, and we believe this year we're gonna have more grace than last year, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah! Give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Hallelujah! Some of you may not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you may know, but you haven't made a decision to really walk with Him in a personal level. You may know God in your head here, but not in your heart. Today, I would like to ask you to invite Jesus to be your personal God. And promise him that from today on, you're gonna walk with God. 
daily talk to him receive the fullness of his grace upon your life obey him love him read the bible listen to the teaching go to church on a regular basis you seek god first you choose the kingdom of god first and serve him if you want to do that why don't you pray with me amen why don't you close your eyes and pray with me father in heaven I want to have a personal relationship with you and with your Son Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus. Thank you for loving me, laying down your life for me, paying for my sins, taking away my sickness, my curses, Lord Jesus. Live in this body by your Spirit. My body will be the temple of your Holy Spirit. Come and stay with me, Lord. I want to live in your presence. From now on, by your grace, help me to understand your word. Increase my faith, my hunger to walk with you, to love you more. Give me experience, Lord, of your presence every day. Thank you, Lord. From now on, I will read the Bible. I will get into your Word. I will go to your church and serve you. Be faithful to you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the Lord! Congratulations! Why don't we stand up and I like to pray for you that God will bless you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you so much, Lord, for. Your unconditional love and kindness, loving kindness, tender mercy for your people in this house. I pray, Father, the sickness cannot be upon their life. No matter what sickness, even the doctors say incurable. I don't care, because you can cure every sickness. We command every sickness to leave this house, to leave. The body, the mind, the soul of people in this church. We pray, Father, that the curse of the law is broken right now. People who are living in poverty, in big debt, shall turn around and walk in prosperity, walk in the blessing of Abraham. We pray, Father, that all the single in this room will one day marry a godly spouse. That will support one another to walk together in unity. We pray also for all the children in this church, the youth, the teenager, the toddler, and the baby. Every child in this church will encounter God, love the Word, love the Holy Spirit, and live a life that fear God, worthy of the gospel. No one will backslide in this church. Bless them. Put your mighty hand upon them, and bless them indeed. Bless the time of lunch today, Lord, that we can fellowship in love together. 
We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you so much. Everyone say, Amen. It's for me. Everyone say, It's for me. For me, for me, for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Turn to the person next to you. God loves you so much. God loves you so much. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.